Welcome to the LBCF podcast. Our vision is to learn to live and love like Jesus, where we live, work, and play. To find out more about our community, you can visit us at lbcf.org. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by this teaching from our community. Good morning, LBCF. Long Beach Christian Fellowship. If you are uh, new visiting, just tuning in, uh, my name is Alvia. I'm a part of the teaching team uh, here uh, at our community. And uh, my wife and I also lead the high school ministry here. And it's a pleasure to be here with you this morning. Um, we have been in a series called What Are We Saying? Um, and it's been each week we just focused in on a, a different value. Um, or a word, a phrase that's significant to our community specifically, um, but also just, you know, the Christian community at large. Um, so we call these uh, LBCF-isms, and so we've talked about everything so far about you know, salvation. Uh, we call our community a contemplative, charismatic community, and when we hear that, um, when I hear it, it's like, what is that? Uh, so uh, Pastor Brian gave an awesome message on that. And we've also talked about our values. Um, so our church values of adoption, that we're adopted in the family of God. We all have a place at the table. Um, and then also, you know, the fact that we're adopted implies that we are also ambassadors of the family of God. And um, we represent his kingdom. Um, and we, uh, you know, we each bring a, just a piece of the, the kingdom uh, to our city here in Long Beach. And today, I'm excited to be here to talk to you about abundance. And this word abundance is a value of our community. It's a massive word, but it's also quite simple. The definition is real simple. It's just a large amount of something <laughs> is what abundance is. But it's often thrown around. It's thrown around quite a bit in the Christian world. And when we hear it, all sorts of things come to mind. Um, and for me, I, the first thing that comes to mind is wealth. I, I think of wealth Somebody who lives an abundant life, um, has experience abundance, has a large amount of some of stuff, you know, uh, whether material possessions, money, maybe big tires on the car, abundance. Um, now, abundance is uh, Jesus, you know, he didn't have all of these, he didn't have a ton of money, um, a ton of stuff. So Jesus also came and he, he purposed us to experience abundance in a specific way. We'll talk about the, that today. Now, abundance. I think it's an important conversation because uh, just thinking about it, I feel like it's a part of the human um, condition. It's like human nature to pursue abundance. Whatever we think is important to us, we pursue a lot of it. You know, whether that is money, security, food, um, community, family, love, friends, we just want an, a, a steady supply of these things. And then we, on the contrary, we also react to the possibility of not having abundance in these things in specific ways. That's really important. So talking to Pastor Ryan reminded me of, man, toilet paper. Last year, we had this, this season, right, in society where we were just, we, my whole life I've had an abundance of toilet paper. I've never not been able to go to the store and get toilet paper. But uh, <laughs> a couple of years, last year, Man, it was like, you watch the news, it was like, Walmart's ran out of toilet paper, and you just see chaos going on, and we often react to the lack of an abundance of the things that we care about in ways that are driven by fear. So, you know, 
People were hoarding toilet paper, hiding toilet paper. Some people were stealing, fighting over toilet paper. And it's a funny example, but I think it's the same. Same goes for um, just our faith, the things that we value in our faith life, um, in, in our spiritual life, in our walk. Um, so if we value things like grace, you know, I'm, I'm going to admit right off the bat that I forget that grace doesn't run out. You know, I forget that uh, that <laughs> that I'm, I'm, I'm forgiven still. Um, and Jesus loves me even though, you know. And so often my approach to abundance or the lack thereof in my head dictates how I behave as a Christian and how I follow Jesus. Um, also, how I view my identity in him and whether or not I really understand that Jesus wants to be with me. So I want to share a little bit about um, just my experience with abundance. Um, but let's look at the, one of the most, like the verse that comes to mind when I think of the word abundance is John 10.10. 10. Um, and it's, it's the verse that says, the thief comes only to steal. This is Jesus saying this. And he's explaining it to people who are trying to figure out who Jesus really is. Is he really who he says he is? And he explains it this way, and he says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, and I came uh, that they might may have life and have it abundantly. In other versions, it says, uh, you know, I came so that they would have life in the fullest, um, it, life to the full, um, or the a fullness of life. Um, and so this is like, it dawned on me this week as I prepared this talk, that this is like the most important conversation we can have as a community. Uh, partly because this is like the gift that we have. Whatever Jesus is talking about here is life. Um, and so um, I experience abundance, this abundance of life, in two ways. Um, in one way, it's through community, and the other, it's through my relationship with Jesus. And so just after, um, here Jesus, he says this, and he's, in, he's in conversation with the Jews, the Jewish leaders of, of his day, um, and they're arguing with him, they're trying to decide if they like him or they don't, or there's building tension. And the very next thing he says in the next chapter, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. And then he goes on to raise Lazarus from the dead. So he's just causing all kinds of drama. And he's, showing, he's doing signs and wonders, and they're confused. But this, it's significant to me that he this, this theme of resurrection and the life that follows is a recurring theme in the ministry of Jesus. And so often, and for years, I learned in church um, that this is definitely something we are hoping for. Resurrection, one day we will die, we will be resurrected, and then we will have life. And I think there's a both end because over time, I've come to learn that we also experience resurrection now. And we experience life now. Um, and so it's sort of this both and where these are things that we hope for, but we experience the power of resurrection in so many ways now. And one of these key ways is through community. And so to kind of give example, for me, I experience resurrection when I'm forgiven in community. And I feel like I'm renewed. I experience resurrection when I have, I mean, I have a friendship or a relationship that's broken that becomes reconciled. I also feel uh, experience resurrection. This is very significant to me, even here at LBCF in our community. Um, I'm continually reminded of who I am, the giftings that I have, the person that I am. I'm told all the time, Alvita, you're awesome, man. 
you're going to do a great this job this morning. So many people came up to me and said, Elke, you're going to do a great job. And so when I'm reminded of who I am in the family of God, I'm experiencing, res I'm experiencing resurrection in the life that comes with it. And so just to stop there, I want to um, ask that question, LBCF, how is God calling us? How is the Spirit calling us to uh, present resurrection and, and bring the kingdom, present the kingdom of heaven for one another, to help one another uh, experience this life abundantly? Now, I would also describe um, the abundant life as um, just simply being known by God knowing him. And I think the number one way I, I, I experience abundance is, is really just hearing God's voice. And he too continually reminds me of who I am. Continually reminds me of the, 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 the never-ending flow of grace and continually reminds me um, that I am absolutely forgiven. I did not grow up with the Father, and so one of the things that Jesus the Spirit always says to me, is I'm proud of you. And often, when it's like just one of these moments where I have nothing to do and I just decide to pray, God, will you speak to me, will you tell me your thoughts? That's the thing that is said to me, is I'm proud of you. And I really think that this, that, that describes for me my experience of abundance, that I have this Father, this voice, this presence, this God who wants to be with me. And so I want to encourage um, Y'all, to, to pursue your relationship with Jesus, wherever you're at, um, to, to deepen your relationship, to continue to press in and make space to hear the voice of God, because this is where we experience abundance. Um, I think that uh, a great way to start this, and now I remember when I was a child, um, not a child, as a teenager, I first became a Christian, and I realized, somebody told me that Jesus is real, and I believed. And I was like, man, this is wild. There's this guy that prayed everything, and he told me that he loved me, and I thought that was wild too. And I was like, man, this is amazing, because God loves me. And I was crazy about this God that loved me, that died on the cross just for me. But I didn't realize that he also, he also wants to have a relationship with and, and, and I was at a retreat once, and I was in high school, and this guy said, um, this pastor, he, he was preaching, and he said, hey, did you know that God speaks? He wants to speak to you. And it just threw me for a loop, and I committed myself to trying to learn the voice of this God, and it was rough, because I would go and pray, and I wouldn't hear things, you know? But 10 years later, or years later, you know, I, I, I can turn to my friends next to me and say, yeah, I have a relationship with Jesus. Now, um, I'm sure many of you guys have been walking um, and, and cultivating your relationship with Jesus uh, for quite some time, but this is something that I'm, I'm always needing a reminder of and always needing to, um, to be reminded to press into more because this is where we interact with abundance and this life of Christ. Uh, so uh, I just want to give you uh, an encouragement and, and give you some steps that are helpful to me. A couple last weekend I went camping with our high schoolers, uh, and we always I always do this thing called rock time every morning when I'm camping with students. We, we call it rock time, and and we call it rock time because when I was a child, um, my earliest remembrance of the presence of God was in, at camp. And the counselor somehow trusted us six-year-olds 
to go and find a rock and spend an hour on it and talk to God. He said, just go find a rock, climb onto it, and sit on it and talk to God. And so I did, and I still can remember feeling the presence of God. So when we go camping, I always, we start the day with rock time. And um, the encouragement I gave the students was to start with gratitude. Just start by saying what you're thankful for. Just, you know, when I have time to pray and I don't know where to start, I just start saying thank you for this, thank you for that. And last weekend I did this very, the same thing. And um, I sat, I found a big boulder, climbed up on it. I sat down and, and the first thing that came to mind was, God, thank you for my daughter. So our, my daughter just turned eight months old. She's on my socks here. And, um, and she's, uh, she's wild, she's awesome. And I'm sitting on this rock and I, and I said, God, just thank you for Etta. And I paused and I just sat and I listened. And, and immediately I, I, I had this like overwhelming sense or this impression was on my heart that God was laughing with me. And it was just like pretty much the thoughts that come to mind. I was like, dude, isn't this the wildest experience? Isn't she crazy? This is so wild, right? And then I just had this moment where I'm like brought to tears. And here I am talking on this rock in the middle of the mountains, just crying and laughing with God about how wild and awesome this experience of raising a daughter is or can be. Um, and so my encouragement within all that is to start with gratitude, but always allow space to listen. Um, tonight, I would even say, put it, on, put it on the calendar, spend an hour saying things you're grateful for, but allowing space to say, uh, to listen and listen for those impressions. Now, it's so difficult to, to explain what the voice of God is like, um, but I love, I've come to really love the word impression. I really feel like God speaks to me through making impressions on like my heart, my mind, maybe even my body. I sense things, I feel things, and somehow it just starts to make sense. Sometimes it stops. Those thoughts that come in and God says, I love you, I'm proud of you, that, that those words are so simple but are so deep for me and I've experienced, I, like I get renewed in my person and my identity and I experience this life abundantly. Um, you know, those moments, they come as simple thoughts and impressions. And so after um, I make some space to listen, to say thank you, but then also to, um, to listen to the um, how we interact with Jesus really starts with what we believe he thinks about us and wants to do with us. And it really is important that we understand that Jesus came so that we would have life abundantly. This is the very purpose. The same word that Jesus uses here, he also used when he said that he was sent so that we would have everlasting life in John 3.16. And so this life is the very, this is like the gift that Jesus came for, is that we would be known by him and that he would know us. Um, so my final thought is this. Our scripture reading was on uh, the, the feeding of the 5,000. I love this story because when I think of abundance in the Bible, this is a story. It's like, wow, the loaves just kept on coming, you know, and the fish just kept on coming. This is wild. And it captivates me, this story. Um, but... And it is a sign of abundance. 
And this is also, uh, we could see themes of this, same thing going on in our lives, where God continually provides and leads us through experiences that, um, you know, that maybe seem not possible, but become possible. But I also see abundance in the story and how Jesus knew the people that he fed. And so the beginning of that, of that passage, um, it says, John writes, he says that these people were hearing, they were following Jesus. They were going to him because they knew he was healing the sick. And I don't believe he was, they were following Jesus simply because they were like, dude, this is crazy. I want to go see this stuff. I want to go see the show of Jesus guy healing people. And it's wild. I actually believe that most of these people were desperate. They were sick. They needed healing. And so whatever, it, whether it's injuries or illness or whatever it is, they were on a journey and it was tough to follow Jesus up this mountain. And so all that simply happened was Jesus turned around and was like, man, these guys are crazy tired. And they're following me and they're, they have challenges that, they, that are up against them. And Jesus knew each one of them. And I think there's abundance in that. Can we realize, LBCF, that Jesus knows us in the same way, that he knows our situation? And I think in this being known by Jesus, we find abundance that surpasses whether or not we are wealthy or we're poor or we have tons of material possessions. This is the life that we can experience when we have, we're in chaos or in peace or in sorrow or joy. There's an abundance that, um, that is continual stream that we can access. And so Jesus, throughout the entire um, gospel story, we find time and time again, Jesus looks upon people and he sees who they are and the situation that they're in, and he completely knows them as individuals. And this, I feel like, is, is also the story of abundance. And so LBCF, uh, I, I just want to encourage our community, encourage us to, to really listen, to make space, to hear his voice because Jesus is absolutely willing. We pray. Jesus, uh, thank you for uh, this concept of abundance, that you come to us and you know that as humans, we desire a lot of the things that we care about most. And you, you, you gave us a, a, a way of looking at abundance a way of desiring abundance. And it's through this life that we have in you. And so Lord, I pray that our community here in Long Beach, that you would deepen our relationship with you. Sort of like, um, you know, as we, I just, the, there's this book, this is a story or this image in a book that I have, of, um, that I've read where uh, our relationships with God is sort of like yarn, like ball of yarn, we throw back and forth and the more we throw this yarn back and forth, there's strands that form between us and God. And the more we spend time listening and creating space, the stronger our relationship is. And Lord, I just speak that over our community. I pray that you bring us together as a community that hears your voice so that we can do your work in the lives of one another and within our city. And Lord, thank you for being a God that wants to spend time with us, that wants to speak you desire, you are always with us, you are Emmanuel. And where we um, and our fears uh, begin to lie to us, um, and where we believe, we stop, we forget that you are with us, Lord, but you remind us 
would you just interject your, your, your peace, your joy, your presence to remind us that you are with us every step of the way, that we have an abundance of you, Jesus, every step of the way. Amen.